Hello, and this podcast. Uh, we're joined this week by Luke. So, hello, Luke. Hello, Charlie. How are you? I've never been boy Sashi has won another master. Um, I'm fine spirit, and my my pub shift was delightful as well, which made but who cares? Um, anyway. Moving on then. So uh, we actually didn't do a podcast for for the Madrid. Uh, that was due to the fact that Luke buying pints the night before began. <laughs> um, I think everyone podcast was a little bit. Um, unfortunately, we didn't produce one last week, but we can blame Luke for that. Um, <laughs> but we recapped the podcast the week before, I believe. So I'll, I'll hand over to Luke for that. <laughs> Yes, uh, apologies for the lack of um, lack of content in the last week. We've also been busy with other personal commitments. Sadly, this is not our job, so we have you know other stuff to do. Although, um, subscribe a lot of money to us, uh, we can make it our full time job. So that'd be great. Yeah, that 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 would be nice. Um, so yeah, I'll do a little recap of um, Estoril and Munich, which was just over a week ago now. Um, and yet again, it was a case of uh, so close, yet no cigar. Um, yet again, my accumulator had match points and went on to lose um, in the final leg. It was if, uh, managed to lose this time against Anderson. He also served for it earlier on. Um, it just, just sums up my luck at the moment. Um, my was similar, rude, um, getting to the semis, but unfortunately fe- uh, facing prime Vasilashvili. Um, and Garin, uh after the draw opened up for him and he got a, a walkover into the quarters from a setup. And my wildcard, Debilich Fakina, losing. So, heartbreak all round, really. Um, Charlie's wildcard, Corda, not, not throwing much better. Um, he had the same outright as me and Garin and Rude. Um, so, yeah, overall, a 10-unit uh, a loss for the week, which is pretty... Uh, depressing but i'll just i'll just end with a a quote from rafael nadal um what happened in monte carlo happened what happened in barcelona happened what happened in madrid happened and here we are we're in rome i'm glad that <laughs> nadal Sadly, it doesn't work for us um because we're in the same boat again and unlike nadal we don't have the same pedigree it seems but carry on Leaves us with Rome this week, uh, the last the uh, the Clay Court Masters, um, before we move into the, the French Grand Slam, obviously. Um, this week, the field is as strong as ever, with Djokovic and Nadal being in the same draw. Some other big names, obviously, um, around as well. Um, so, so what we'll do is we'll kick off like normal, we'll just discuss um, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there, really, and then go through our accumulators, wildcards, and outrights. Um, so the to discuss um, was actually Demonor and Luca Marja, and that seems like a pretty underwhelming one to one as a highlight pick. Um, I just think it's a seven favourite in that one, and I think Gianluca Marja is a, a player who's sort of criminally overrated on the clay. Um, I think running at a five event. Um, and uh, done a whole lot. He does pick up the odd win, but 
very all round. He's got a nice punishing forehand, but and he moves well on the clay. But to higher quality, he is starting now to find a bit of clay court form. I don't think he's picked up huge numbers of wins potentially this year. He looked that closely into this, but um, just have a bit, especially against Sitsipas, I felt uh, he looked actually very good. Um, and he, he last couple of weeks that impressed me so probably a decent pick and also just looking at the matchup in general you've got someone who's not got huge numbers of weapons against somebody else who's not got huge numbers of weapons it, it tends to lend itself to, to the player who is just a higher pedigree who's going to make more balls and I think that person is Dimonor and I think Dimonor also has the ability to mix up depths a bit better than Marger so interesting first round but I think actually probably good value there um yeah for me this is an avoid i just don't like um ever taking demon or clay really just ball record on it and the fact that his his game really doesn't doesn't match up to it whilst he can he's you know one of the best in the world at retrieving balls um you know he just doesn't have the firepower to hit through anyone really um marge is much more comfortable on the surface um Really pick a winner, so I would not be taking Demon Orb in this match. Okay. And the other one that I want, so my second match that I wanted to discuss, because I've only picked two, was yeah. um, Basilashvili Berrettini. Okay, so Basilashvili uh, coming in at three to one underdog here. Now, it really depends what Basilashvili is going to turn up, to be honest with you, in this. I think at his very best, he's he's more than capable of pushing, if not beating Berrettini. Berrettini rightfully. I think this match is interesting. Berrettini's off the back of a lot of matches now. I would not be surprised if Berrettini actually withdrew, quite frankly. I don't think he will because it's in Italy. But uh, I can't see us getting the best of Berrettini. He's going to be on a real momentum time when you've played that many matches without that long a break. Especially on the clay, it really and coming away last Masters without the win against Zverev, I think. But and especially when he he jumped in uh, in Estrella, was oh no, it was it was in Munich, Munich, Munich yeah, um, yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, with up that week against experienced clay quarters like Rude, uh, he can take it to anyone. The matchup doesn't necessarily suit. Berrettini here, but um, I would say three to one is a key pick there. Um, again, I, I, I don't. I have to say, I don't really like that, just because I, I think Berrettini will win. He's seems to be back to close to his best at the moment. Um, yeah, but he, I think matches in about twelve days. Yeah, but Berrettini is a, a fit guy. That these guys also. I don't think it's going to affect him that much, really. Um, and no, like, I, I wouldn't be taking Berrettini here either, just because I'm wary of how good Basilishvili can play. Um, so uh, again, for me, this this is in a void. Well, I mean, it, it wouldn't be one that I'm naturally touching as an accumulator or anything. I just think as an underdog, sink it's not a bad. Look at Basilishvili here, really. Uh, yeah, but. Um, We'll leave it there for my pitch then and, and move on to yours. Yes, so uh, first match I would like to discuss is Hubert Herkash against Lorenzo Musetti. Uh, 
her cash coming in at evens and Musetti coming in at slight favorites at four to five meeting. Um, her cash is someone who's he struggled um, since his breakthrough win in Miami um, on the clay. Uh, got a win against Fabiano, um, but um, lost pretty convincingly to Evans in Monte Carlo. Um, and he lost to John Millman um, in his last event. I can't remember which one that was. Sets, which is on clay, is, is not a good result, really. Uh, Musetti, by contrast, um, in this event last year was where he kind of broke through and, you know, gained some some uh, some recognition, beating Wawrinka and Nishikori, I think it was. I'm getting through a couple of rounds. Herkaj, um, for someone of his size, he's he's an exceptionally good mover, um, but he's not a very natural mover on clay. Um, I think Musetti's a, a much better natural mover on clay. Um, you know, for, for someone who hits it pretty hard, he's... He's also very good at making that extra ball, um, and I just think he's he's gonna he's gonna be able to hit through her cash here. Um, you know, on the slow clay, clay, he will get opportunities to break um, her cash's serve. Um, so I, I actually think Musetti's um, quite decent value here, at four to five. I agree. See here, I think. Win. Um, I also don't know if I've said it before, but um, I hate her cash. I think <laughs> boring. I I just does not excite me. I, I'm all for a big serve, but he sometimes he makes that ball, um, and then he just grinds and sits back eight behind the baseline <laughs> to play because people can mix up the depth quite well. But oh my god, how did Ada Masters time? I do not know. But anyway, that's just my. I think Matt White suits Massetti quite well. I think Massetti's quite happy to to hit both through him and mix it up. Um, the only danger is I think Massetti lacks a bit of a bit of point. And I've I've been unimpressed in a few matches with him to have Plan A and Plan A harder if it's um, a bit against Evans when he really had to at six began uh, tiebreak a few weeks back. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think he'll get found out. Massetti will if he doesn't mix it up. If he can exploit the depth, cash pushing deep, and then sort of play short balls, drop shot, so that it, it cash has to take the game actually to him. I think he'll be fine. Um, but but yeah, you do run that risk with that match. Okay. Uh, the the other match I want to discuss is Marin Cilic against Alexander Bublik. Um, Chilich is four to five favourites here. Bublik is a uh, slight underdog at evens. Um, they played once before on the tour, and that was uh, last year here in Rome, actually. Coming out on top in three sets. Um, thought I'd just mention that Bublik, for me, was blacklist until it looked like he was actually, you know, trying and motivated in, in pretty much every match he played. Um uh, he was also blacklist on the clay until recently, where he made the Madrid quarters. I think it was last week. Got some really good wins there um, against Fuksovic, Shapovalov, and Karatsev. Um, Chilich, whilst he made a semi-final in Estoril, if we look a bit closer, good win against Alcaraz, granted in the first round. Uh, beat Nuno Borges in the second round, a Portuguese qualifier. It was three hundred one in the world. What Got a, a huge win! 
and then got a retirement win uh, in the court against Anderson, then lost to Cam Norrie in straight sets. So I wouldn't read into into that too much. Um, in terms of the matchup, I'm just not really sure what Chilic can do to hurt Bublik. Nowadays, his, his, I'd say his serve's weaker than Bublik. Um, I think Bublik will get much more, many more opportunities to break um, his serve. Um, I think Bublik's, Bublik's style will... You know, Chilich is someone who quite likes rhythm from the back of the court, and I don't think Bublik's going to give him that. Um, I also think he's got a lot better recently at um, moving people around the court, and I think um, whilst Clay is not his, his best, is his weakest surface, I think his game lends itself better to Clay than Chilich with. Shots. I think he'll have a lot of success if he. Uh... Like, so but, um, yeah, I think evens for public is good value. Yes, I, I've this one a bit later actually. But, um, I really don't know. It's one where I think both of them can take the back of the other players, and it's really just going to come to who gets first strike in. To be um, public is on every surface. Um, I think. You know how you said don't read too much in Chilich's results? Don't read the Bublik's. When he beat Karatsev, his average second serve speed was over 132 miles an hour. So, um, <laughs> best not serve six serve aces um, to serve out the map. Um, so, it's, it's it, if Bublik comes out as that, who is going to beat him? If he comes out and serves 11 faults and hits 32 unforced, who is going to to him is another question. So it's it's one of those where, yep, I you're in this match back whoever's under because they're value. I is the more for which helps. I don't really understand why he's why he's underdog other than sort of reputation on the name. Uh, but yeah, no, that that that's my view on that. Um, so anyway, that's our sort of highlighted matches. I'll run you through my my key. Now, just very briefly, I've gone for a five-fold, and I've got Green to beat Lloyd Harris at one. Um, we've touched on Green a few times in the last few weeks. That couple in the fact that Lloyd Harris had some injury ways in the last week as well um, wouldn't actually be surprised to play this week. But Green's by far the better clay. Not an amazing form, but you don't need to be in amazing form when your caliber on is that much better. Uh, beat Medvedev last week. Wise. Uh, but I mean, Medvedev wrote on the camera, Kate Clay. So, um, again, <laughs> can, we, can we read too much into that? Probably not. Um, so, Green, good value. I think he's going to absorb the that Harris is going to give one of these guys who can blow the court on a hard court. He can't do it on a clay court. Beat Dimitrov, but he's the same. Uh, so, that's first match in this accumulator. Uh, my second match, I've gone for Aslan Karatsev to beat Kekman to five. Uh, not a lot needs to be said about that one, other than Kekmanovic is going to try and keep balls on court um, and try and sort of build points nicely. I think Karatsev very happy with that, and I just think a bit more firepower to him. Sort of mix it up, play. Really, you can you know what you're going to get. I think because you know what you're going to get, it's good value at two to five on Karatsev. Uh, I've already spoken about Demonor against Marja at four to seven. I like it. I've gone to 
Um, and then the value, in my opinion, Peter Agu to beat Tommy. I think Tommy Paul is. I I I'm, <laughs> I fourth with him. I've watched him a lot in the last sort of month. Well, I can't matches like he so many errors for somebody who's kind of a more of a defensive baseliner than an offensive. Someone will disagree with me here and tell me that he he likes to blast people off the court. I don't think he does really. He moves quite well, and I think he defends many attacks. But um, I don't too much on the sort of routine balls, especially when forward. I just think he's pat. So somebody Bautista Agu is he's going to new consistently, and he's not going to miss. Yeah, one to three value. And then my last pick, which is the value of the lot, to be honest. Cam Norrie to beat Carbio Spania 8-15. Now, Ben is an experienced play call to somebody who's won ATP titles on this surface before. Um, you're an informed player in Cam Norrie. Both of these guys have very similar game styles. The difference being actually has a weapon in them. Carbio Spania has no weaponry whatsoever. The only way Carbio is if he's in depth amazingly well, sort of balls to the baseline and then sort of coming in either behind or drop or if he lit which I've never seen him do before uh, so uh, I just cannot see a way that that Bionia wins that which basically means that the uh, the 18 pick on Cam Norrie to me comes out as great value the whole thing um, comes out at 5 to 1 which is pretty terrifying uh, my outright pick, I've gone for um, my boy Sash, uh, eleven to one. I think is crazy. Literally just won a title. Um, I think Sash is one of these guys who he's a momentum player. You look at a lot of them, like I've just said about Berrettini, and say, look, he's played this many matches in a row. Surely that's a bad. Thing. I think when that happens, is it's the opposite because you know he's in a groove and he believes in his game. He when he doesn't believe and will serve double faults. Whereas when he believes off, off the back of another master title, he is dangerous players in the world. He's one of very few guys sort of the best services. As actually Luke told me the other day, he's beaten Nadal on clay on grass. And he's beaten Djokovic on hardcore. He He's guys out there say he's done that. So he's the best player in the world. So eleven, silly. Um, so actually, it's strange that my uh, my outright actually has um, has my wild card, and this is where I've gone a bit different this week. Um, pair five to two against Travaglia. I've looked at that and thought Benoit Pair. He seemed to at least be last week. Bit of encouragement there. Travaglia. Okay. I think Benoit Pair playing four or. Five out of 10 will beat Travaglia. I think 5-2 to two on fun value. Um, it's not one I'd, I'd regularly touch as a wild card. But I'm, with Basil Ashford, we spoke about earlier, 3-1. to one, and, uh, and the whole thing, a treble, comes in at 25-1. to one. So I've gone different this week. Rather than just choosing another outright. That is funky. I've gone, I like it. I've gone for of those three. So, Bublik, Pair, three guys who are normally black, 
Sorry, but twenty-two to one. I think that's that a lot. You run that out five times. That times. I I can see that, and it's not often I say wild cards. So, so there you go. Yes, I, I like a lot of what you've said there, actually. It was annoying. I I looked at Nori versus Kawhi's Bayano, but the odds weren't out. Um, I thought it'd be, I don't know, 1 to 4 or something like that. So I think 8 to 15 is is very good value. I also really really like your wild card. I think that's, that's probably got a better chance than my wild card, uh, which is similar odds, but we'll get on to that. Um, my accumulator, two matches I've spoken about Musetti to beat Herkash at 4 to 5. I've also gone for Bublik to beat Chilich at evens. Um, and I've also gone for two more matches that you've already mentioned. Uh, Karatsev to beat Keshmanovic at 2-5. to five. As you said, Karatsev, he's just got more weapons. Um, uh, Keshmanovic likes the you know backhand cross exchanges, but Karatsev will be fine with that. He's got a very solid backhand um, in decent form at the moment himself. So I think Karatsev should get through that. Um, my other selection is Bautista Gut to beat Paul at one to three. Um, I we actually analysed this a few weeks ago because they played in Monte Carlo in our article. Um, Bautista Gut won six three six four. It was pretty routine from what I saw. Um, I just don't really see what what Paul can do to hurt Bautista Gut, and I think um, his relatively weak backhand will get targeted. Uh, um, you know, the Spaniard, he's just very solid from the back of the court. Um, a great retriever. Um, so, yeah, I think one to three is very good value here. I, I can't see Bautista Gut losing, really. Um, so those four, Musetti, Bublik, Karatsev and Bautista Gut comes in at 5.72 to one, which I think is pretty, pretty tasty value. My outright, I think this is wide open. A lot, a lot of players who could go deep here and could win it. Um, I've also gone for Alex Zverev though at eleven to one. Um, at, precisely as as you said, I think he's someone who you know he needs confidence, perhaps more than anyone else. Really, you know, ev- you know, ev- everyone needs confidence, but I think Zverev um, really, really needs confidence. And you know, beating Nadal and team and Berrettini this week to win the title gonna be sky high. And as he said, he's he's so dangerous when he's playing well. He's got he could get Nadal in the quarters again. I don't see why he couldn't beat him again. He's troubled he's he's troubled him in the past. Uh, he's, he's won their last three meetings now. Um, you know that Nadal lefty forehand, um, whilst it's effective against you know pretty much everyone into that very backhand is is not as effective. Um, so yeah, I I think eleven to one's good value. My wild card uh, in the same half is Aslan Karatsev at twenty-eight to one. I think this um, that half of the draw, but particularly this, that little quarter of the draw, um, is pretty even. If he wins, if he beats Kechmanovic, then he plays Medvedev in round two. I think he'll fancy his chances there, given as we know Medvedev is not a fan of the clay, uh, losing to um, Garin last week, um, and. Karatsev, he, he beat Djokovic a few weeks ago, so we know he can play well on the surface. Um, he can challenge the top guys and, and beat them. So, yeah, I think 28-1, to 1, that's got a decent chance. Yes. Just looking through what you've said, 
you accumulate don't per as it contains public and Massetti, which would say that I'm not a hundred percent on. But I, I think it if it will come in or not, I think it will. Um old card I also don't really like because I just don't I don't see having the pedigree to beat sort of three or four big names in a row. Um he might uh, but I don't know, in each way perhaps sorry, but I've got a like my Um as for your outright same pick for the same reasons, so that's that's good. Um I think your your accumulator should I think your it's good and uh, your wild card's a bit but I mean that's what they're there for. So um so that's our, our roundup really around. Um we haven't actually paid reference to the court surface. Um, I think Rome plays fairly slow um, as a club. Um, yeah, that's my, whole that's my understanding as well. Yeah, it does uh, to what we sort of said. Zverev is somebody who's going to build points quite nicely and also have the penetration to serve through. Uh, if we're looking at that match as like the public one, both of those to hit through. Um, and actually change a lot this week for a lot of the matches we've looked at. You have lots of matches, bizarrely, where the play styles are very similar. Um, so it doesn't, it's not as if you're going to have a cat and mouse uh, affair where surface favours the defensive player. Because I think most matches are fairly evenly balanced, which is strange to say. Um, Jack very unhappy with that because he cat and mouse exchanges. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's sort of what we what we've got this week in Rome. Last week was a drip, but it always is because that is a very fast. It's actually fast courts um, these days. Uh, so um, that's what we've got coming up in Madrid. And looking forward, this is going to be a big telltale, really coming into the French. Um, I don't yeah. actually know what's happened. The sort of pushing the the COVID. Um, so I'm not sure if it's sort of directly afterwards or whether we've got sort of a two or three week gap or not, but um, do you happen to have any? Um, I think I think after Rome we have two weeks instead of one week between the that and the, yeah. and the French Open. But I don't know. I know there's it's, I, know, I know it's Lyon and Geneva after after Rome. I don't know if there are any tournaments the week after. Uh, yeah. The return and Mr. Murray. But yeah, anyway. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, I'm going to that more than Rome. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so thank you for joining me this week, Luke. Um, it's been a good one. And uh, we'll sure be back for the return of Federer and Murray uh, the week after, uh, unless Luke takes us all to the pub again. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you, Luke. Cheers, Charlie. Uh, no worries. And next week with more content stay tuned during the week maybe some articles and some daily tweets uh, at serving up follow the twitter handle um and yeah next week bye